Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in the middle of our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is entitled WTF. And Greg, I'm not sure if I can say one of the words on the air. So I think I'm just going to leave it at WTF. What do you think about that? Well, I think fun is not a bad word. <laughs> okay. Um, so for those of you that are just dropping in, uh, let me set the stage a little bit. Greg and I have been friends for a very long time. And uh, as we've been saying for about the last four or five weeks, we are really, really busy. And we don't usually tape on Mondays. We've done it twice. And I notice a difference in the energy when we tape on a Monday. Mm, yes. Is it now? Now, is, is it your energy is more on Monday or less? A little slow after the weekend? Absolutely not more. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it, it can, it can be a, a slow start to the week. And Hey, I was, uh, I, I was up this morning to uh, get a blood test at seven o'clock in the morning. So uh, boy, it's in the afternoon on, on Monday. So this may be, uh, maybe a little slow. And I observed you eating your lunch at three uh, thirty. So uh... exactly, exactly. So we might, Probably for the first uh, the first uh, fifteen minutes, I'm going to have a big boost because uh, I just ate, uh, but then I might fade off. So, okay, we're going to try not to crash. But uh, so uh, just to continue on, Greg and I have been managers for a long time, and we've both benefited from other people just influencing us, being a great example, and helping us uh, to become better managers. Uh, in every episode, we're going to discuss an issue where we and others have missed the mark and. Uh, probably have needed some help and guidance in the past. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and we're going to uh, discuss how we have observed others, how we've learned from others, how to deal with these situations uh, in a much better fashion. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good talk? Yes, we are. So today, WTF. Uh, throughout this podcast, uh, a series of keywords keeps popping up, uh, some of them on every episode. And some of these words like listening, value, safe, brave, trust, openness was last week's word. I feel like we're on Sesame Street or something. Yeah. And uh, the word for today is context. Now, of course, there's a story around this. Uh, I think it was last week I got perturbed by something. And uh, if you're listening to this, it's not you. So um, I got perturbed by something. It just took me back uh, to a series of transactions with some people I've worked with in the past. And this all came to light, Greg, as I was driving to the dump for like the second time. We've been doing a bunch of landscaping in the back. Let me correct myself. My wife was doing the landscaping. I'm the cleanup guy. And so I was on my second trip for the day to the dump, dumping off some stuff. And uh, my mind just took me back to a bunch of different incidents and situations where the lack of context uh, was probably my issue with what those situations were. Not the end result, not the decisions, it, it's context. So uh, of course, that means we have to have an episode and you and I have talked about this a little bit. So that's what we're going to kind of talk about today, context. So important. You know, it's interesting. I, I just read a book, No Rules, No Rules, the Netflix story, and a big piece of this, because they don't have any policies at all, or very few policies, they got rid of them all. But critical to the success of that is providing context. 
around allowing people to make better decisions. And I was struck by how important this is. And, and yet that we don't equip people to do this. And it creates so much spin, which we'll talk about. So let's set this up. Your company or organization talks about the importance of communications of context, but you experience some or all of the following. They really don't know what that means and they might not even care. All sorts of things are going on and changing and you don't understand even your little part of it, let alone the full story. You're asked to take on a new task, but you are at a loss of why. You're taken off a task and don't know that either. You walk around your organization and you always feel two or three meetings out. You're exited from a company or organization and the whole thing is a question mark for you and for your former colleagues. So Greg, how do you think this affects our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, it's when you're in a vacuum, you know what happens. You spin around like crazy. So you ever watch uh, those, uh, those commercials where they show the new vacuums, whether it's Dyson or, or whatever, and they, they show the stuff spinning around in a crazy up and down, back and forth. That's what happens when there is no context. You spin around like you're in a vacuum. And of course, nothing gets done. Uh, you, you create all kinds of even greater spin uh, throughout it. So it's, it's never good. Uh, we always feel, I think, that, that uh, I don't have time. I just don't have time to explain this. I got so much going on. And the power of pausing and providing context is so, so important. And yet, uh, speed and our perception that we don't have enough time always creates a lot more wasted time later on when we don't provide it. So uh, I, I love the examples that you gave too in this one because it really covers the whole spectrum of the employment life cycle almost. Starting, you know, not knowing what I'm doing, during, not being effective while I'm doing it, and exiting, you know, not knowing why I exited. So the whole thing, context is important in all parts of the employee life cycle. I really like this subject because I'm one of those people as an employee, I like to know what the story is. I like the context. You want me to make what widget? Now, where does this widget fit into the process? Oh, okay. When do you need it? Okay. Who do I give it to? I like all those things. I like to know what the backstory is. And as a manager, I love to know what the context is so that I can explain it to the people that I'm working with and inter interacting with. And of all my pet peeves, and we all have them, context is probably my biggest one because I don't care if you don't agree with me if another decision is made as long as I understand why because I'm going to trust that you're making the bigger the better decision but I uh, like you can say no to me I'm perfectly fine with that I would just like to know why and if you think it's a good idea I'd also like to know why and it's that context that I think really builds the relationship between people it builds the trust it keeps the lines of communication open and I just don't think we can talk enough about this subject because it really is the glue that makes things happen. Otherwise, people are walking around with, like, what happens if there's a, a problem that comes up? If you don't really understand the context, you're not going to know how to address that problem. Maybe we need to go in a different direction. But you can only know that if you really understand what the mission is, what the relationship is. I just, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And as a manager, I've struggled with it because 
oh, do I want to tell the story again? Like I've, now I got to tell Greg, I've already told three other people on the team what the context is. Now I got to tell Greg, well, yes, Alistair, you do have to tell Greg. And it's something as a manager from time to time I would struggle with because I've already been through this scenario a couple of times with other people. And of course, Alistair, you probably should put all four people in the room at the same time. You just did it once, but we don't always have that opportunity. So, so for me, it, it's something that I demand as a, uh, an employee, but it's something that's been questionable sometimes in my actions as a manager, and I'm just going to own it. It's something that as a manager and as a leader, I, I need to emphasize and remind myself. Um, but I think this is a great topic and it can solve so many problems. Yes, maybe you don't have a lot of time right now, but are you going to have the time in six months time when you need to redo everything and you need an extra month to sort out the problem where you could have just spent 10 minutes up front? I agree. You know what? We There are tons of studies that say what an employee needs most is three things. Clarity, connection, impact. So in other words, do I know where we're going? Do I, Can I see how things are connected? And I, do I see my part in it? That all is provided through context. And you, you're right. It saves so much time spending a little bit of time up front saves so much time in correcting things. And I, I swear that every, the last six podcasts that we've done, we, when we do the summary, we say, well, you know, the number one thing we should do is, is actually start at the beginning, be planfully quick, uh, spending that time up front. And that's where context um, gets revealed. That's cool. That's cool. So what are some common sense things as managers to help us deal with this situation? The first one, make sure we're clear about what's going on and what our feelings are regarding the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because often managers will go off on, on saying something and leading in the wrong. They'll provide context, but it's incorrect context, which, which creates even greater spin. So uh, understand yourself first. And give as much background and information that you can when you're asking somebody to do something. Uh, and sometimes that means, do you have any questions? It, because I might have said something. I went, hey, I nailed it. <sighs> Mic drop. And then they're sitting there looking at me with a, a weird look. You know, obviously it hasn't gone over well. So I, I think it's really important that we give as much background and information as we can. And, and maybe throw it open to the other to the person we're talking to. Say, listen, does that make sense? Do you have any other questions? Yeah, and you know, this is, we've talked in a number of our podcasts of the importance of knowing your people. And, you know, there are some folks that are going to work for you that um, they just need more information. That's their innate personality of what's required. So for those folks, you're probably going to give a little bit more because that's what they need to. Uh, some folks, they don't need as much. They just need the big picture going forward. So also it's having that flexibility give them as much information as you can, but also understand who you're giving it to. I like that. I like that. And when you are moving uh, someone into or out of a role, be as clear as possible about why that move is taking place. Yeah. The power of why is so, so important. And I, I'm like you, you know, I might not agree, but if you give me at least a why, it says that you've thought about it. It says that you've, you've actually put some consideration to the process. Uh, so the, the why is key. I remember, I, I think I spoke about this in uh, another podcast, but uh, I was offered a job, uh, a role in an organization. This is years and years ago. And no one was more surprised about this offer than I was. 
And as they're offering me the role, uh, there's a bit of a carrot because uh, I, I still got to do fraud investigations. So I was kind of interested. And then as they kind of described what the role was, I, I stopped uh, the, the manager and I said, listen, I wasn't your first pick, was I? And he goes, no, I'm pretty sure I wasn't your second or third pick either. He goes, no, correct. I said, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'll take the job. Because I don't think they wanted to tell me that I wasn't the first pick because they, they thought they might hurt my feelings. But when I realized the three people they had asked before me who were giants in this area, uh, like they were infamous, I went, you know, I'm a good company. I'm the fourth choice of this, of this yeah. group of people. I went, you know, this is actually a compliment. And they were really concerned about telling me that I wasn't the first choice. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like these other three people that you asked, because they told me, uh, I went, you know, I'm fine. I'm totally good. No, I'll take the job right away. And it turned out to be a really good situation. We had a good talk. They were frank with me and I was frank with them. And uh, it ended up being a really good position. I got to work with a couple of really good people and I learned so much. It was probably one of those turning points in my career. I've had a couple of them, but it was one of those situations and they were open. They gave me the context. This is what we want you to do. This is the hook, but this is some of the other things we want you to do. And it was a good, clear conversation. We all knew where we stood and uh, it worked out well. Yeah, that's awesome. And when it's time to let somebody go, be as clear as possible, not only to the person leaving, but the people left behind as well. You know, this is again, one of those ones that, um, people often are very fearful when someone has left as to what are you going to say? The best organizations I've worked in are organizations that are very, very, very transparent. And of course there's some, you know, things that you don't say, uh, but, but the clearer you can be uh, the better and the clearer you can be in managing if it's a performance issue throughout the process so the person knows the better that is as well. But again, it's, it's so important to be as clear as possible. There's nothing worse than that, that vacant space when, uh, uh, that, that allows people to make up whatever they think in their minds uh, they're going to make up. So if you can be, be clear, uh, be transparent. And in this one segment, we actually did a whole podcast on it. And I'm just looking at my list Radio silence, I think, was the one that we did on this one. I can't remember what number it is, but if you're interested in kind of a more detailed conversation back and forth between Greg and I on this, that would be a, a good one to listen to. Um, I think we've underlined this already, but give people the space to ask follow-up questions so that they understand the task and the context and they feel comfortable uh, with whatever's going on, basically that they feel comfortable talking to you. Yeah, because uh, your context is really important, but still providing extra space to help them fill out the holes that might still exist from what they've heard is always good. Absolutely. And I think as a manager, we have to remember that any sort of change can cause unease. Recognize that and move forward appropriately. Know your people have the conversations. It's better to invest in the conversations up front than really having to have a bunch of uh, more serious conversations and uh, uh, take up a, chew up a bunch of time later on. Yeah, I think I've used this analogy before about the archer, right? Uh, that that when you're when you're about to shoot for archers, if they are shooting their arrows, um, 
having that uh, real focus up front to be accurate um, and spending a little bit of time up front uh, will be so important because of course, you know, if you're just a little bit off uh, when you're in archery, you can be, by the time it hits the mark, it can be uh, miles away. Uh, so, so again, spending that time up front, providing as much information as possible, taking the time to accurately provide and focus on the, the, the issue is going to help you more hit the mark when you get there. That's awesome, Greg. I don't think you've used it in this podcast series. So uh, unless you're moonlighting on another podcast, that's an excellent example to bring forward. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and whatever uh, the situation is, ends, uh, it's a great opportunity kind of the, to finish up everything and is have another discussion about what happened and, and, and kind of uh, finish up the context about the whole situation. Yeah. So context isn't also, isn't just at the beginning, um, uh, you know, uh, closing and ref almost like backward reflection and understanding what we learned and what we can grow from it is, is really, really important as well. You said that a lot better than I did. That was awesome. That was <laughs> and uh, think about it. What would you need to know if you were the employee? I love this idea. And we've used this kind of uh, question a few times, especially recently in, in some of the topics that we've been discussing what would you want to know? I think, you know, actually pausing and going, okay, I'm going to have a discussion with Greg, knowing Greg as well as I do, and that he's a seven on that program that he does. Uh, what is he going to want to know? Yeah, well, you know what, it's interesting, because so far in the podcast, we've talked about context as providing context. But the other side of it is understanding the context. So understanding what's really going on in this situation, what's really going on in this, in the person with the person that I'm about to talk to. So context is not only about, let me share you the context. It's also uh, being aware of the context. What, what is the context in which you are entering? And uh, so both are important. And this one is, uh, it captures that, I think. I like that. I like that a lot. I sometimes use the term uh, lay of the land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And by just pausing and saying, okay, um, what, what do I need to share that would provide the most um, information that would help this be as successful as possible or mitigate any risk or whatever that might be. Um, but then adding to it, uh, those people that I'm sharing with it, what's the, What's the lay of the land? What's the space that they're currently in? And knowing that, what's the best way to articulate what I need to share? All those things are really important. And again, that doesn't have to take that much time. Spend the time, a couple minutes up front, asking those questions will uh, help ensure that the clarity is much stronger. Along with that, the focus, I love the arrow shooting uh, scenario, but also uh, providing the space uh, and hopefully that you've developed a good relationship with the people you're tasking that uh, you might think you've hit all the points, but they might need that space to ask you a bunch of other questions. And what I like about those other questions uh, is sometimes people ask really good questions. You go, holy crap, like that's a really good question. I did not think of that. And uh, I really like it when uh, we provide a space and then somebody asks a really good question. I went, okay, 
this person is really into this. And uh, I actually need to go back and give some thought about what they asked about because it was a really good question. Well, just as a leader asking questions and providing that space um, actually creates the environment that I'm going to be more willing to bring my ideas forward, uh, my perception forward. And, you know, the reality is, and I've said this on other podcasts and and uh, in other things that, you know, we all have a, a, a unique perspective. None of us is the same. I just wrote a blog where I talk, you know, snowflake, every snowflake is different. Well, every person is different because although we might have some, even with identical twins, we have different experiences that, 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 that add to our wisdom. So we're all different. So the more you can get uh, a space that allows others to contribute will help you see even more broadly. Uh, and the more you open it up to those questions, the more people are going to be comfortable bringing their ideas, their perspective forward. I like that. I like that. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist as well. And the first one, recognize your feelings. None of us likes change. Some people are triggers for us. The way people talk to us sometimes are triggers for us. And so I think it's just really good upfront that we realize that perhaps we're ticked off. Perhaps uh, we're a little frustrated by maybe our history with somebody or whatever it is. But I think the first step in, in dealing with whatever is going to be going on, the change, whatever that is, or the, just a tasking, it's just really important for us to know that uh, what our feelings are and, and hopefully why. Yeah, and you know what, I've uh, one of my biggest ahas in the last five years, and I, it was something that bubbled up years ago, but I just bubbled back up again that's really now sticking with me is this whole idea of energy. Everything is energy, right? So, so that, it, and it usually comes as a result of the impact of others that, that, and, but the good thing about energy is we can do stuff with it. You know, we can channel it into there. We have how we respond is all up to us. We can't control what's coming at us, but those feelings, the energy that's inside of us, we can control that uh, through practice, not right off the bat and not all the time, but more we can. So as we're receiving something and we're getting emotional about something, our energy is you can just, just zoom it up inside us. There are ways that you can create pause to decide what do I wanna do with this? Um, and so, and it begins by recognizing what's going on and then deciding what to do with it. And you've gone, you've gone uh, blank. I can't hear you, my friend. There, am I back? You're back. Yeah, I'm sitting there. What's that friggin' noise? It was an airplane. I had my window open. Like they, they always turn over my house. Right, right. And we don't live that far apart. And so all of a sudden I hear this noise. I go, what is that? Well, it's an airplane. Like how often do we hear airplanes these days? So anyways, that was a great point, Greg. And uh, I have no idea how I'm going to edit this, but it's going to work out. Well, the next thing I would say is just really important is to be focused and not be distracted by the, no. <laughs> hey, I know, I know the same thing. So. <laughs> and the second point, when something's going on, ask the questions you need to. I, I just, you know, you just have to be that person. Sometimes I've actually followed people down the hallway after a meeting and, and, you know, 
asked a series of questions because I didn't have enough context. And I'm, I love context. Like I love a story. I think we're both kind of story type people, Greg. And I love that. And so I will follow somebody on their way to their next meeting. Like I'm sure they wanted to use that time to get their thoughts ready for the next meeting, but I'm not done. So I will follow somebody down the hallway and ask a couple more questions and make sure that I'm okay with the context. Yeah, you know, and this bubbles a little bit from the first one, right? Because if there's something that's churning in me, right, that, that I, I got a feeling or I don't understand or I got a curiosity or I'm a little annoyed or whatever that might be, then uh, take that. And one of the actions you can do is just ask a question. You know, one of my favorite phrases, you know, is something's bubbling up for me on this topic. Uh, uh, something that's really not clear. I'm not 100% sure. And I want to make sure before I move forward, all those are good questions to get clarity before starting out. Because again, if you if you don't ask and you start down the wrong path, you know, bad things can happen. Absolutely. And uh, don't go to the rumor mill. Ask the right people the right questions. Don't speculate. Uh, and, you know, you, you mentioned upfront when we first started talking about this topic a, a few minutes ago, that if there is a vacuum, people will fill it up. And knowing that, uh, it's great to turn that into kind of a more positive thing and go get the answers that you need or bring up your concerns, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not going to use the Coronation Street comment again because I think we lose 80% of the audience, but uh, don't go to the rumor mill. Go and find out the answers that you need. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, there are some great uh, ways to stop the rumor mill as well, but you have to have courage. Uh, one of my favorite lines that I'm using a lot more of is, uh, that's not my experience. That's not my understanding. Um, that's, that's, that's different from what I understand. Uh, let's have a conversation about that. Let's ask that person about that. So how do you stop it in the middle without saying, you're a gossip? You know, that's not going to help the situation, but you can stop it by just saying, hmm, that's not my understanding. I think we should clarify. You know, there seems to be some confusion. Let's dig deeper into that. That, that helps you without being aggressive, without being, um, you know, almost uh, negative to someone else is how do you stop it? Because the rumor mill, man, once it gets going, yikes. And I think our next point uh, kind of goes along with that. Support the people around you in a healthy way. And sometimes the healthy way is, Greg, uh, we don't know. You're speculating. Um, you've had to run in with that person in the past. How about I go and ask all these questions and then we, we have a quick sit down and make sure that we're all in the right place and stuff like this. So uh, sometimes that means helping people out. Maybe, you know, they have a, just a bad relationship with somebody or whatever this situation is. Let's be healthy about it. Listen, I'm going to go ask the questions. Then we can sit down, then we can get back to work and figure out how we're going to do all this stuff or, or say to somebody, listen, that's not my experience with Greg. I think Greg's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, modeling, so, modeling behaviors, right? Yeah. So let's talk about whatever this, this thing is that we need to do. Let's, let's, you know, let's go ask Greg some questions. Let's get him in here. Let's, let's just sort it out. Let's just not sit here whining about it. Let's just do something positive with it. Yeah, because, you know, in the rumor mail, it takes so much energy. And it wastes so much time. And if you can find ways to short circuit it earlier, we'll all be better place. Because uh, um, including the person who the rumor is about. So, but, but definitely ourselves. It's never a good place. It's just crap. Nothing gets done, right? 
and uh, realize your manager might be in the dark as well. This is quite apparent to me sometimes throughout all my careers. There's times when you go, Greg, my boss, he's in the dark as well. It's quite obvious that you are. And just, okay, that's the situation we're in. Now, how are we going to work this situation to get all the information that we need and to really understand what's going on? Uh, I think that realization that sometimes, you know, the people you're working for really don't get the full picture either. Maybe they haven't been told. Maybe there's just too much going on. And rather than go, like, Greg's not telling me anything. Well, maybe Greg doesn't know. And realizing that and then, okay, what can I do? Or maybe what can he do? to get us into this situation where we understand what's going on, what's required of us. Right. And, you know, since we started by the title of this, uh, this podcast being, you know, a little on the racy side, uh, let's finish it by saying, uh, don't assume because you know what assume does. It makes an ass out of you and me. And you may have to bleep that, but I actually, I don't think ass is as big of an issue anymore. But really, that's what happens when you assume, I mean, that's been around for a long time and it still remains true as it did when they first shared that in the 1950s. Yeah, I don't know what the hosting service is going to do with that because that's one of the questions I have to ask when I set up the, the podcast. Is there going to be any certain types of language? So for those of you that don't know what WTF means, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a North American expression. So those of you that aren't in North America, I don't know if that translates but if you email us at talking.ranting at gmail.com, I will let you know what it means. Right. And I'll just tell you, it's what the enter, enter your word. I don't think I've ever heard you use that word. So I was, I was waiting for it. I wasn't sure what you were doing with that. So that's awesome. That yeah. I wasn't going to go that far. I just went on the edge with, with the other, uh, you know, words. So, Hey, Greg, I've never seen you this close to the edge. That's it's a little <laughs> scary. So, uh, wrap up greg yeah you know what's it's funny you know uh, it's it, it's uh, it's it's like i always go back to 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 start with uh being planfully quick and really this is just all about the more information you can provide folks the better because without information it it results in the vacuum and the vacuum results in a lot of wasted time and energy so uh when in doubt um, provide more information so that folks can have clarity on what's happening in the situation, be connected to what this means to me, and then uh, do something with it, being able to apply it. Um, uh, and that all comes through information um, to provide that, that, that space for people to be as successful as possible. So, uh, I think this is just a, a such important and boy, oh boy, spending some time up front rather than saying, I don't have enough time to do this is a big time saver by spending that upfront time providing that information. I love context. I like to know what's going on, what's expected of me. Uh, Alistair, go here and do this. Why? Okay. You're not going to be doing this other thing anymore. Why? Okay. I just like that. Even if it's bad news, I'm fine with that. As long as I understand what's going on. And I like your part about, you know, make the investment up front. And I think the compliment to that is leave a space because, you know, you and I have both experienced where, you know, you leave a meeting, you're like, ah, I nailed it, man. Like I was so clear, this team, they're all together. And then seven minutes later, somebody comes in and says, what do you want? 
right? We've all been in that situation. So it's healthy to also to leave a space for people to um, maybe right away, maybe they follow you into your office and ask you what's going on. Or maybe, you know, later that day or the next day, somebody makes an appointment and says, listen, I just need a little bit more information so I can just grasp what we're doing here. Making that space available for people and having the relationship that people would be uh, feel comfortable coming up to you and asking you some more questions is really, really important. I just think this is one of those building blocks. I got to say, when we started off this podcast, uh, when we were in the diner and then when we were kind of doing some uh, development, when we're down in your basement doing some trial runs and stuff like this, I I don't think the word context ever came up. But since we've actually been on the air doing this, context seems to come up in almost every podcast that we've done and I think even in some of the side projects that you've done I think it's come up as well so I just think it's one of those building blocks and it's like what does it cost to do and everybody has the skill to do it like we're not doing complicated math here it's like I have a job to do and uh, I'll I'll give an example it's interesting because when we publish we publish on Fridays and we publish on Fridays because Friday morning, really early, all the hosting services upload us like right away uh, versus other times of the week. And it's interesting. uh, I always hit the advertising as soon as I know we've been picked up and then you do it Monday and I just went, oh, okay, he does it Monday. And I never thought anything about it. And then I think it was last week you, you actually said, oh, I do it on Monday so that we get the push from you on the Friday and we get the push from me on the Monday for the pickups. And I went, Oh, that's good. Like it never bothered me. It never really, I didn't give it a second thought, but now that I have the context of what you're doing, I go, that's, that's a really good idea, but we'd never talked about it. Like we, it's one of those things that we just, it just never come up in conversation. So that context in that simple way goes, okay, that's how this, how, you know, we work this, this talking, not ranting. And, and just those little things, you don't realize how important context is in relationships and in tasks And when you're asking people to do things, maybe take on other positions, it's just one of those building blocks, right? And it's easy to do. We can all talk and we can all listen and we can all make a little bit of space for somebody. We're not doing complicated math. We're not, we're not coming up with some huge strategy to get something done. We're just talking about what we want done and who's going to do it and how we're going to do it. Yeah, I agree. And this may be for another podcast, but the one thing that just bubbled up in my head was, uh, often along with context what's really important is its partner intention so uh, here's the context of the situation and my intention in sharing it or my intention for bringing it forward is this boy if you can combine context with intention that provides real strength around helping to, to ground us in that why that you so clearly articulated earlier. I wrote down the word intention, Greg, so you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, it, it's coming. Another podcast. You'll have the rough draft by tomorrow morning. <laughs> Sounds good. But no, I, I really like that as well. And, and that's as this podcast has unfolded, we've put in some, uh, you know, good episodes where we've brought somebody else to the table, right? And we've, and we've listened to some great experiences and stuff like that. But what I've really enjoyed, and what I don't think either of us had anticipated when we started doing this, I think we had planned for 12 episodes. And this, if it goes according to plan, will be 45 or something, something like that, is how many of these topics are so 
they're interrelated, right? And uh, sometimes, you know, you and I were talking in a development meeting once I said, you know, we're not presenting an onion. What we're doing is thinly cutting this onion and we're taking the smallest elements that we can so we can experience it and talk about it. And uh, for sure, uh, intention is going to be the next one, unless some other topic comes in or some famous guest you know, jumps to the front of the queue. I think intention should be the next one because it, it does flow you know, to your words so well off of this topic. So I think it's going to happen, man. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So I think I'm done. Am I done, Greg? I'm not sure. It's important. It's important. Yes. So uh, let's wrap this up. We hope uh, some of what we spoke about you found helpful. We hope that we didn't uh, say anything that you found offensive or made you really angry, but Greg, uh, your philosophy. Yeah, I, first of all, my uh, hopefully offensive Greg uh, is stretching to that line. That might have been there. But uh, no, uh, of course, we close each of our podcasts with a, uh, a great insight that I, that I got from uh, an early coach. And I try to provide in my coaching sessions that I do is that uh, the best coaching sessions are ones in which you leave with a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn. Um, and, uh, the joy is when you listen, you say, Hey, you know what? I am doing that. And so you feel confident and energized by things that, that you are doing right. And the churn or peeved is if we say something that kind of stings a bit, something you may not yet be practicing, or you may be kind of slipping on some things. And uh, what we figure is both are good. And what we know is that both are good, uh, that you can learn as much from joy as you can from churn. It just, uh, it's just all about what you decide to do with it. And so we hope that today there was maybe a little bit of joy and maybe even a little bit of churn and you choose to take that and move it forward in uh, productive learning and action. Well, we'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. And uh, I'm looking to see if Greg gets a call from Mrs. Smith about going to the edge. That's what I'm looking for this week to see if that happens. But uh we have shouted out to a bunch of uh, cities throughout this series and uh, there's one city, well, it's actually a town that we've uh, mentioned slightly, but we've never put them in the spotlight. And we are very thankful to the people of Oakville, Ontario, our hometown. Uh, it's a town of 200,000 people. So I think that should be called a city, but they're very deliberate that they are still a town, although um, it's a city. Uh, thank you all those people for listening to us because you are number one on our listening list. You by far uh, are our biggest supporters and we really, really appreciate it. So um, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success or your failure. We will talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>